Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 193, looking at Joel 1, 2 and 3, Matthew 13 and verse 18 through 35, and then Psalm 81. And we first head into the book of Joel, and we're continuing in the Minor Prophets, and today we're actually reading the whole book of Joel. He was a prophet that served in Judah at a time of turmoil, famine and war had ravaged the land. He spoke of the day of the Lord, both meaning the horrendous time they were in and a special day in the future where the Lord would come and judge. The key theme is warning and repentance. In chapter 2, Joel calls the people to repent for the Lord is coming. The people will be blessed and God will keep his promise to protect them, but only if they repent and return to faithfulness before the Lord. Otherwise, they will be devoured by an army. Now, we may begin the book in turmoil, but what we see is by the end, the faithful promise from God to deliver his people and to take them to a land that is full of blessing. Now, I wonder as we ponder on that, do you hear the call of God to repent? Are you living in such a way that God calls you to repent and return to faithfulness? It is not a call to feel ashamed or to feel overly guilty as if you couldn't approach God. Rather, it is a beckoning to him, for he is faithful and just to forgive sins and bring you into the promised future. We now head into the Gospel of Matthew, and we have the parables of Jesus explained today. And I'm only going to comment really on the parable of the sower. Even though there is so much else that we could go into this passage, I think the parable of the sower really is quite profound. Now, what are the key elements of the parable? Well, we are the sowers. As Christians, we were given the Great Commission to go out and spread the name of Jesus and then teach the word of God. Each follower of Christ is commanded to do so. Not just a leadership team or even the preacher, but each one of us. So what do we sow? Specifically, it is the word of God. Now I want to be clear, it's not your opinion or a sermon or even a specific course, but it's the word of God that you sow. You sow the living and active word of God. And how should we sow it? Far and wide. If we sow the word of God sparingly, then we will reap sparingly. Yet if we spread it far and wide, through personal evangelism, outreach, reading programs, teaching and preaching, then the word of God has plenty of hearts to penetrate. We worry less about the ground it lands on, for this is where the spirit will work. Some people will reject, others will accept but quickly walk away, and still others accept but will refuse to change their lives. To some extent, we can do little about this, for our job is to sow and then to leave the word of God mixed with the spirit to actively work on their lives. When it falls on hearts ready and willing to hear the word of God, then wow, mighty things will be done for the kingdom. As we consider this today, as a follower of Christ, when was the last time you told someone off the gospel? When was the last time you sowed the word of God? You could use email, text, phone, a meetup, a dinner, a talk, or even a sermon. But when was the last time you sowed that word of God? And let me put it a little bit more bluntly. Hearts cannot come to Christ if they do not first hear. So our task is to make sure they hear, to spread the seed of God's word and pray that the spirit will work. And finally today, we have Psalm 81. I think we rarely look at what our response to God actually means. We have in this chapter a vantage point we're not used to, how God perceives our choices. The Lord sought to bless the nation of Israel. He had clear instructions and if followed, would result in a loving protection of the Lord. But notice verse 11. The people did not listen to God. So verse 12, he gave them over to what they want, their own desires, and let them live the way they chose. 
Take a moment to really see verse 13. God genuinely sought his people to look to him so that he could be their God, be their blessing and be their salvation. He is both saddened and angered at their lack of faithfulness and therefore has to hand them over to their passions. Now I do wonder, do you realise that your sin or apathy or even outright rejection of God's word both saddens and angers God? Have you ever stopped and truly thought to yourself how God might react to the way you are living? Today, Psalm 81 reminds us that salvation doesn't mean we abuse the grace of God. Rather, we live in his grace and we seek to please our Lord and Saviour through obedience to his word. Let's pray together. Father, we do indeed that you would give us boldness to take those opportunities to share the gospel so that many would hear the word of God and would come to know you and live faithful lives before you. Father, we pray that as we are living in a faithful life ourselves, that we would seek to repent from our sins on a daily basis so that we can be in true communion with our Lord and Saviour. And Father, we pray that we would pause to take a moment to understand how our behaviour might be for you to see, to hear and to even feel. And Father, we pray that we would never seek to displease you, but we would seek to please and honour and bring you glory. So we pray this in your name. Amen.